Good evening, and welcome to the debut broadcast of the Shalom International Radio Network. This radio network is under the World Christian Missions Organizations, where the motto is, Mission is our mission. The host for the Shalom International Radio Network is Prophet Ocheki Joseph, the International Vice President of World Christian Missions, a dedicated man of God who believes wholeheartedly that we must walk our talk, and if we do, we can and will transform our society. Prophet, it is in your hands. This is the Shalom International Broadcast Radio Network, the broadcasting arm of Worldwide Christian Mission WCM betted out of a vision for an individual to go ye into the world where mission is our mission uh, with, um, with, with the international president in the person of uh, prophetess Rugs and Rose and uh, all the wonderful board members from from Nigeria, from Africa, from over from from the U.S., from other parts of the world, coming together to obey the singular instruction of Goye. This broadcast radio network started like a joke, starting from trying to get a better name, trying to to put things together and see whether it will come to pass. But like uh, the Bible say, a little here, a little there. A little here, a little there. Every day, it makes us to be where we are today. We celebrate Jesus. We give him all the praise for this radio station has already begun to make impact from across the world with so many different seasoned preachers coming on and on and on and on with me as your regular host Ochechi joseph let's give the lord praise and celebrate the king of kings for what he said he will do is what he has done already we give you praise, Father. Shilepotosha tandalize runda ikayara bodoska. Hallelujah. For all our international listeners who might not have the opportunity to, to dial in the toll-free number, who might not have the opportunity to to to, to, to call in through the free network, uh, you can log on to our website www.cmmissions.net. Our Facebook is already running live right about now. We have the Instagram, we have the Twitter. Just check any of our social medias, you will get us live right now. And where you can't have the opportunity to call in live, you can drop your comment, drop your questions there. Somebody will quickly get back to you as soon as possible. 
uh, we are not limited and refuse to be limited by any network problem, by any distance, by any barrier. We are missionaries because mission is our mission. This is the radio broadcasting arm of the worldwide Christian mission where we are moving forward to go ye according to the instruction given by our Lord Jesus Christ to our international president, Prophetess Roxanne Ross. I still remain your regular host, Ocheti Joseph. God bless you as we await your response and your questions. Remain blessed as you continue to listen to this broadcast and be ready for a life-changing encounter with the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I am excited and honored to introduce to you on today the man of God that has been chosen in this hour to break the bread of life. The man that God has anointed for this hour is a man with great passion and zeal for the edification and building of God's kingdom. He's an apostolic priest, an evangelist with a prophetic mantle, a crusader and preacher of God's word with signs and wonders following him in crusades and conferences. He is a singer, a worshiper, and a scholar with theological training and teaching and a degree in Old and New Testament. He loves sports, singing, praying, studying, and doing the work of the Lord with great passion. Now, after the sermonic solo by our very own International Secretary, Karen Martin, the next voice that will be coming into your hearing is that of the Reverend Kufri Umaran. I want you to put your hands together and bless the Lord for what God is getting ready to do on this airway on today. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon and Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear 
is gone because I know I know he holds the future and life is where the living just because he lives and then one day across the river and fight life's fine no war with pain but greater still the calm assures I'll see the light of glory yet I know he lives because he lives I can fast tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know yes I know yes I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just he lives. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, good morning, everyone. Once again, I'm here to bring you word from the throne of grace. I remain Reverend Kufre Abasi Akban Umoren, all the way from Nigeria to bring you forth the word of God. <clears throat> I want to first of all thank the organizer, the coordinator, and the visioner of this channel, the broadcast. Well, I'm talking about prophetess, Russell Rush. She had been a blessed woman, a woman of noble character, and a woman full of grace, whom God had raised to be a blessing to as many that are connected to her. So I want to thank her for giving me this platform to share the word of God. And I know that you will never regret ever listening at this moment. I bring you grace, I bring you grace and greetings from the Methodist family, which I happen to be a preacher and a priest in the church, the Methodist church here in Nigeria. Please invite your friends and sit tight. 
For I shall be reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 to 25. Isaiah, chapter number 65, verses 17 to 25. And I read from the King James Vision of the Scripture. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. Hallelujah. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For a child shall die 100 years old, <laughs> but a sinner being 100 years old shall be a cause. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruits. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the day of a tree, so shall the days of my people. And, they, and my elect shall no longer. I take that again. And my elect shall long enjoy the works of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. Ha! Glory to God. Father, I thank you for once again this opportunity to share the word of God. I pray that heaven be open and let the hearer of this word go home blessed. In the name of God the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. I will be talking on the topic that says these prophecies shall be fulfilled. These prophecies shall be fulfilled. What is the word prophecy? What is the understanding about the word prophecy? Number one, prophecy simply means a statement that will happen in the future. Take note. A statement that will happen in the future. Or a power of being able to say what will happen in the future. A statement that will happen in the future. And a power that is able to say and it happens in the future. It also means God's mind for his people about the future. Hallelujah. God's mind about the, his people for the future. What God has in store for us in the future. It also means an inspired speaking by the Holy Spirit, which is done in an unknown language. An inspired speaking by the Holy Spirit which is done in a known language, in a known human language. Ha. Also, prophecy declares the will of God for his people. Prophecy declares the will of God 
for God's people. Prophecy talks about what God has for his people. What God intends to do for his people. What God has prepared for his people. That is the work of the prophecy. That is what prophecy stands for. Every prophecy declares the future's event. Every prophecy declares future event and has appointed time of manifestation. Hallelujah. Every prophecy declares the future event and has appointed time of manifestation. Every prophecy has a time of fulfillment. It has a time it will come to play. It has a time that will come to total manifestation. In Habakkuk, the Bible, Habakkuk chapter 2, the Bible said, For vision is yet for an appointed time in verse 3. But at the end it shall speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. I take that again. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. For vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak, it shall not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. Prophecy has a time of manifestation. And I know certainly that the time of your manifestation will not tarry. Even though it tarries, the time of that prophecy, even though it tarries, wait for it. What has God spoken about you? What has been the mind of God concerning your life, concerning your future, concerning your career, concerning your business? Listen to me. The Bible said, the vision is for an appointed time. What matters is you able to decode and, and understand the vision and understand what God has in store, what God has prepared, what God has written about you. And if you know, the Bible said, wait for it. Don't it tarries. Wait, for it will surely come to pass. That is what Habakkuk have said about vision, about prophecy. That every prophecy had an appointed time. And it had a time of manifestation. My prayer for somebody here remains that your appointed time of your vision, your manifestation shall surely come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. I like to look at the purpose of prophecy. Every prophecy has a purpose. It doesn't just have come. It has a purpose. When you understand the purpose of prophecy, you will be able to walk therein. I like to take briefly the purpose of prophecy, number one, to divide the body of Christ. To divide the body of Christ. The church. To divide the body of Christ. The church. On this, Paul urged men and brethren to pursue prophecy in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Pursue prophecy because it defied the church. It lifted the church to a high standard of spirituality. When prophecy comes from God, it comes with edification. It comes to comfort the church. It comes to build. It comes to encourage it comes to set the mind of the people right for the service of Jesus. And that's when he says in Joel chapter 2, in verse 9, I will pour down my spirit upon all flesh. So the prophecy was coming to build the church, to edify the church, to make the church 
on a right stand. Number two, it gives direction. Prophecy comes to give us direction. Have you seen wherever the children of Israel were led by a prophet? It was always on a directive point, distinctive directive point, because God will always tell Moses, today, camp here, tell the people to wait here. And at the appointed time, God will appear and ask them, move ahead. He gave them direction. Remember when they faced with the, the, the Red Sea, the Bible said, and Moses stopped by. And the people lamented and said, how can we die here? Were there no land in Egypt for us to be buried? Were there no places for us to die and be buried rather than to die in the wilderness? And here is the Red Sea before us and the children of Egypt wandering over them. And God told the children of Israel through Moses, tell the people to march on, tell the people to move on. Prophecy will always come to give us direction where we have lost, where we have missed our point of direction. He'd come to put us right, to correct us. Move on. He tell the people of Israel, move on. Move on. Don't stop by. Move. Move. The time to move is here. You don't have to stop on the way. Move on. In that business, you're about to be confused. He said, move on. In what you're doing, you're about to be led astray. He said, move on. Keep going. Don't look back. Move. Move. Ah, I'm speaking to someone here who was almost going out, who was almost deranging going out of God's plan. He said, move on. Don't stop. Don't hold back. Don't stand still. Move, move. In moving, there is victory. In moving, there is salvation. In moving, there is testimony. When you stop by, it means you limit the hand of God. When you stop by, it means you limit the purpose of God. He said, move. So I'm telling somebody hearing me, move. Don't stop. Because Prophecy came to give us direction. Many are lost. Many are being led astray. But by prophecy, you shall be directed today. Number three, it comes to give us instruction. Wow. It gives us instruction. If we can obey the instruction given, then we will do exploit. Remember a case in the study of, of, of a man called Saul, in First Kings, or First Samuel rather, the Bible said, God gave him instruction, go, when you go, destroy all the Amalekites. Don't remain anyone. The instruction was, don't pick back anything. Ah, but because he lost it, he didn't understand the purpose of God. He rather obeyed people. He rather obeyed the people around him. If we can obey the instruction given by the means of prophecy, by the ways of God. And what's the instruction? It is written in the Bible. All the instruction we need to, by people set ahead of us, by our leaders, by the prophet and teachers of the word of God. These are instructions given by God for us to observe. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. These are instructions, these are golden rules that we have to observe. Prophecy came to give us instruction, to tell us when to do at the right time. 
and what not to do. It comes to give us instruction. Number four, it comes to expel fear. It comes to send away fear from our life. Many words Jesus will speak, fear not, fear not. Each day there are words about 365 fear not in the Bible, which is meant for each day. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, the Egyptian you see today, you will see them no more. Fear not, for I will go ahead of you and make the crooked way straight. Fear not, these are words that come to expel fear. Most of us are surrounded with fear. Most of us cannot do the things of God because of fear. Most of us cannot excel, cannot in business, in marriage, in fear of unknown what happened in the past, the fear of the mistakes of your fathers, the fear of the mistakes of your mothers, the fear of the mistake of others. You have seen them fail. And you think that when you are launched into what God has called you into doing, that you also fail. No. The prophecy came to expel fear, to send fear packing out of your life. Because the moment fear stepped in, faith went out. But when faith stepped in, fear dissolved. Fear dissolved when you know the truth. And the Bible said when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And what is the truth? The truth is that Jesus conquered death. The truth is that Jesus resurrected and has given us victory over the powers of the enemy. Fear not. Fear not. So prophecy came to expel fear from us. It came to expel fear. Are you fearful? Are you full of fear? And afraid of what? Listen to me today. Prophecy came to expel fear. The word of God came to take away fear. The prophecy we are talking about is the word of God. The word of God. What God has spoken. What God has for you. If you understand what God has for you, fear dissolves. Because nothing can stop God. Nothing can stop the word of God from being fulfilled. So when you have the understanding of the word of God, and what God has kept for you, fear dissolves. Number five, it comes to reveal the truth about the future. Wow, hallelujah. He came to reveal the truth about the future. What is the future? And the Bible recorded in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. I know the plans I have for you. Ah, I know the plans I have for you. It is futuristic. I know the plans I have for you. It is the plan of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. It comes to give us, it comes to reveal the truth about the future. It comes to reveal the plans of God about the future. It comes to reveal the minds of God about the future. It comes to tell us that what God, what God is seeing about the future. What God have written about the future concerning us. And here it says, to give you a future and a hope. To make your ending better than your beginning. To make your future more brighter. To, I, I, I now discover why Job waited. Why Job refused to give out. 
Why Job refused to deny God, even when the wife said, deny, cause God and die. He held on to God because he knew better will be his future. And the Bible recorded that the better ending of Job, Job ending was better than the future or was better than the beginning. The ending of Job became glorious. He became richer. He was 10 times richer than his beginning. Ah, the future is brighter. The future is glorious. Because the, 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 he said the glory of the latter house shall be greater. It shall be greater. So the, the prophecy came to reveal the mind of God. It came to reveal the, 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 the agenda of God concerning our future, concerning the future, concerning the future. Are you afraid of your future? I came to tell you God has a plan. Even as the enemy is planning, God also has a plan. But God's plan is more super. More, God's plan is more stronger. God's plan is more paramount than the evil plan. He said, I know the plans I have for you. It is of good and not of evil. It is of good. Everything about God is good. Everything about God concerning our future is good. Everything about God concerning our career is good. Everything about God concerning our business is good. Everything about God concerning our marriage is good. Because from the beginning, when God created all things, he saw that it was good. Everything about God is good. No evil proceed from him. And so then, what God has done for us shall be permanent. Because he said, I know the plans I have for you. It is the plan of the, of the best, the best plan. It is the plan of good and not of evil to give you an expected end, to give you a future and a hope. What is that thing that God has planned? What is that thing that God has kept? What is that thing God has done? It is for good and it is for our betterment. And today I pray for someone. Your future shall be glorious. I pray for someone. Your future shall be brighter. I pray for someone. Your future shall be great. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He reveals the truth about the future. It tells us to hold on that it shall be better. Are you afflicted? Today, don't bother. Tomorrow shall be better. Are you just starting? Don't despise your little beginning. Future shall be brighter. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is it. Number seven or number six. It blessed God's people. The prophecy came to bless. It did not come to curse. It came to bless. Whom God is blessed is blessed. The prophecy was for the blessings of the children of God. I prophesy blessings upon you. I speak blessings upon your marriage. I speak blessings upon your future. I speak blessings upon your endeavor. I speak blessings upon your vision. I speak blessings upon your ministry. I speak blessings. What God has blessed, no man can cause. Whoever God is blessed, no man can cause. Prophecy came to bring blessings. To bring blessings. To bring blessings. To bring blessings. Hallelujah. And number seven. Through this prophecy, we can understand the will of God. 
through prophecy, we understand the will through prophecy. We understand the mind of God through prophecy. We understand the mind of God about us. What is the mind of God? What is the will of God about us? Through prophecy, we have the power to understand the will of God. And by prophecy, we have this. And the Bible said, eh, for behold, I create new heaven. Where we read, that's a point of concentration. For behold, I create new heaven and new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing, and our people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. Ah, and joy in my people. Understanding the plan and purpose of God. Understanding the will of God. This is what prophecy came. He came to reveal and to make us understand what God is doing. He said, I am creating all things new. I am making a way where there is no way. I am opening fountains. I am opening lives. I am opening up things that were stored back. I am releasing blessings. I am releasing potentials. I am setting the captives free. I am letting loose the gates of brass. I am breaking in pieces the iron that stored people back from reaching, getting to their endeavors. Yes, that's what the prophecy came. He came to reveal and make us understand what God is doing. He said, I'm creating. And the former shall no longer be remembered. Hey, what is that former thing? The former failure. The former stagnation. The former issues of life that make you cry. He said, it shall no longer be remembered because there is a new thing springing up from now. As you are listening to me, new thing is happening to you. Somebody shout hallelujah. And in Judges, that I would like us to read the book of Judges, in chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. I like to read this. He said, then from verse 1. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them unto the hand of the Midianites for 70 years. For 70 years rather. And the hand of the Midianites prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the stronghold which are in the mountain. So it was whenever Israel had sown, the Midianite come up, and the Amalekite and the people of the east will come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the product, the produce of the earth as far as Gaza, and leave no substance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox, nor donkey, for they may they would come up with their livestock and their tent come coming in as much as logos, both they and their channel, uh, camels, and without number they would en enter the land of they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. 
and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. I love this. Because of that, the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianite, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who says to them, Thus says the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible let us to have understanding in this Judges chapter 6 from verses 1 to 7 in 8. The Bible said the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. They left the direction. We said that prophecy came to give us direction. They left the instruction which God also gave them to something else and God delivered them into the hands of the Midianites. And the Bible said the Midianite dealt with them, leaving them to a state of poverty that nothing was remaining. They will plant at a certain time and the Midianite will come during harvest. Take note, they won't come when they are planting. They won't come when they are laboring. The only time they came against them was the time of harvest. Uh -uh. I speak to whatever come during the time of your harvest. I speak to whatever enemy that the sting of darkness have sponsored, the prince of darkness have sponsored at the time of your harvest. As I speak today, the power of the Lord will cause them. In the name of Jesus, whatever come during the time of your harvest to destroy the moment of your harvest, whatever come during the time of your joy, to destroy your joy, the hand of the Lord will cross them in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible said, and the children of Israel lifted up their voice and wept to the Lord and cried to the Lord. And the Lord answered them by sending a prophet who spoke the word of God, who spoke the mind of God concerning the affliction, who said, this is what God is saying about what you are going through. Today, God is releasing a prophecy that will take you from nowhere to somewhere, that will end your affliction, that will end your crisis, that will end your sorrow, that will end your struggling. There is a prophecy that says that the Lord has a good plan for you. This prophecy will end your sorrow. If you believe it, let your amen be louder by shouting a big amen. From the text we have read, that is from, from Isaiah chapter 65, we discover five classification, five points of classification, which the prophecy will be fulfilled. Five points which the prophecy was fulfilled. According to that Isaiah chapter 65 from verse 17, it tells us, and we have classified it into five points, of the fulfillment of the prophecy. Number one, the first classified point is, number one, the voice of weeping shall end. The voice of weeping shall end. The voice of weeping shall end. And that is what the Bible said, that the voice of weeping, that is what God is saying, the voice of weeping shall end. I don't know how many people have been crying. I don't know what have caused the weeping, sorrow in your life. What makes you lament? What makes you toiled? What makes you cry 
to the Lord. The Bible said, and the voice, the children of Israel lifted up their voices and wept because of the Midianite. Because of the Midianite. Maybe there are Midianites in your family that make you cry, that makes you lament, that makes you, I mean, lift up your voice in bitterness. Here is what the Bible said, or what God says, that the voice of weeping will end. I come as a prophet to tell you every voice of weeping in your family, in your business, every voice of weeping in your career is ending today. It's ending today. It's ending today. He said the voice of weeping shall end. If you look at verse 19, he said, I will rejoice in Jerusalem. Enjoy in my people. That is in Isaiah 65 verse 19. I will rejoice in Jerusalem. Enjoy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard. Nor the voice of crying. Because the Lord is rejoicing. Because the Lord is now taking pleasure in Jerusalem. Because the Lord is now happy with Jerusalem. Is happy with the children of Israel. Then, if the Lord is happy with you, every other problem is ending. If the Lord smiles on you, hey, who can do me anything when the Lord is? The Bible said, and Paul said, who will be against me when the Lord is with me? Whom shall I fear? David said, whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? Whom shall I fear? Even if they come against me in one way, they will flee in seven ways. Ah, he said, though one may break up against me, one thing will I say, that I may be in the house of the Lord. If the Lord smiles on you, even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall not be afraid. You shall not fear. For he is with you. And when David discovered this, he said, uh, Rejoice not, O my enemies. Even if I fall, I shall arise. Because the Lord smiles on you. The Lord rejoices in you. The Lord is happy with you. The voice of weeping will end. The voice of weeping will end. For he had become the shield and burglar. The shield that turns away the arrow. A thousand will fall at thy side and ten thousand by thy right hand. It shall not come near thee. Only with thy eyes will you behold the reward of the wicked. Why? The Lord is rejoicing in Jerusalem. And because of that, the voice of weeping will end. I prophesy and I declare that every voice of weeping and crying as the result of premature death, as the result of premature ends of business as a result of end in marriage as a result of failure in in and careers and areas i declare them to end today in the name of jesus christ the bible said in isaiah chapter 30 in verse number 19 in isaiah 30 i like to read verse 19 and the Bible says, and I read, in Isaiah 30, let's just get there. Please, just one minute. We will go through it. Isaiah 30, and verse 
19. He says, I read, for though for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. Wow. This is what God is doing. And this is what God is saying. He says, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. Because the Lord is rejoicing in you. No more weeping. No more crying. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. Hallelujah. And if you look at uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 21, he says, Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. I see somebody laughing. I see somebody laughing. He that love last, love best. Your laughter will be greater. And your laughter will be greater. I remember a time in, in Sarah's life. And Sarah laughed. And because of that, he named his son Laughter. Isaac, Laughter. I, the Lord have given me laughter. He that hears will laugh with me. I, I, the Lord have given me laughter. He that hears will laugh with me. I am speaking to somebody hearing me. The Lord will cause you to laugh this year. Before the ends of 2020, you shall laugh a gracious laughter. You shall smile. And people around you will smile. Because the voice of weeping shall end. Hallelujah. Number two. No more premature dead among you. No more premature dead. No more premature dead. Because the Lord is in your midst. He swallow up dead in victory. He fight up dead in victory. He said no more premature dead. As the Lord is taking away weeping. Because what made the people wept was their infants were dying. The Midianites were taking over what belongs to them. The enemy were swallowing their, 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 their potentials, their substances, their produce. They were taken by the enemy. And because of this, they were crying. And then people were dying. That is when he said in verse 20 of our point of concentration, our Bible of concentration, that is Isaiah 65 in verse 20. No more shall an infant from barely but a few days. No more. Their men shall no longer be few. Men shall not die young. And because of these, people were crying. And the Lord is dealing with what killed people prematurely. In your family, God is dealing with what killed people prematurely. In your business, God is dealing with what killed your business prematurely. What killed marriage prematurely. What killed careers. God is dealing with what killed ministry. All over the world, as you're listening to me, God is dealing with what kills you. What kills you? What makes you come in? What makes you cry? God is killing with it. Today, he said, an infant, no more shall an infant from there live but a few days. 
An old man who is not fulfilled his days. For a child shall die an hundred years old. Today, premature death is being handled by God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Number three, you shall eat the fruit of your labor. Wow. What a glorious day. You shall eat the fruit of your labor. It is an aberration. It is not a welcome development for you to labor and another man eat it. How will that be? God doesn't permit that, that you labor and another man take over. Every man's labor shall be rewarded. You labor and then at the end of the day, someone else, God is not happy over that. God frowned at that and he dealt with whatever that causes that. That is why he says, you will not labor. You shall not labor. And another man's. If you look at verse 21, he said, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruits. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruits. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. No. No. Because people were dying young. People were dying, leaving their inhabitants for others to come and inhabit. People would just start up a business before you know it, die off, and another man come to inherit. People were just creating up marriage, build up marriage before you know it, died on the way, another man come to. No, this time around, God said, it shall not be. So, what that has been the things of the past, for I am creating a new thing. It shall not be one of the things I am doing. Those are things in the past and you shall not remember them again. Because from today, you will build your house and live in it because you will not die off. You will plant your vineyard and eat the fruit because you will not die on the way. The Midianite will not come to invade in the days of your harvest. You will not die and leave your harvest. You will not marry today and die tomorrow. No. Because God is dealing with whatever killed potentials. You will eat the fruit of your labor. I prophesy, I speak, and I declare. You will eat the fruit of your labor. You will eat the fruit of your labor. You will eat the fruit of your labor. You will not labor in vain. You will not labor for another man. You will not labor for another man. You will not labor for another man. When the time of harvest and the time of reward comes, you shall be rewarded. And because the Bible said, say to the righteous, in Psalm number, in Isaiah chapter 3, in verse 10, say to the righteous, that it shall be well with you, because you will eat the fruit of your labor. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Another will not inherit it. And lastly, number five, you shall not labor for nothing. You shall not labor in vain. You shall not labor in vain. The children of Israel labored for seven years in Judges chapter 6 from verses 1. They labored for seven good years. Seven years in labor, people, the Midianite, the children of the East will invade their labor. They will take up their labor. They will destroy their labor. They will hijack their labor. How? Jesus Christ. God forbid that you labor in vain. And the Bible said they lamented when they couldn't bear it anymore. 
when they couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't help themselves anymore. They cried to God. He said, God, why? It is not in your agenda for us to labor in vain. It is not in your agenda for us to labor. Another man comes to harvest. They cried, lifted up their voices, and wept and said, God. They fasted, they prayed, they shouted, and God helped them because in agenda of God, he doesn't like cheat. He doesn't like people to take one's right. He said, to whom it belongs to, I will give it to him. So when they lifted up their voices, they wept, and God gave them a prophecy and said, it shall not be so. You shall not labor in vain. I speak to you. You shall not labor in vain. You shall not labor in vain. You shall not labor for nothing. I You shall not labor in vain. If you look at verse 23, he said, They shall not labor in vain. They shall not labor in vain. They shall not labor in vain. They shall not bring up children for trouble. No. They shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and the offspring of them. They shall not labor in vain. You level raise up your children and the enemy take over them and name them wayward and they become trouble to you. Many people with heart attack as a result of the offsprings because the children are becoming an agent of darkness. The enemy have taken over their houses, taken over their potential, taken over their business, taken over their marriage, taken over their home. No more happiness is full of lamentation and weeping and crying. From today, hear me. The Bible says, I shall speak to you by the word of God, that you will not labor in vain. Your labor shall be rewarded. Your labor shall be rewarded. If you are with me, shout a louder, amen. Your labor shall be rewarded. Your labor shall be rewarded. Your labor shall be rewarded. You will not labor in vain. You will not labor in vain. This is what the Bible said. In Isaiah 3, verse 10, say to the righteous that it shall be well with you. It shall be well with them. For they shall eat the fruit of their labor. They shall eat the fruit of their doing. They shall eat the fruit of their doing. They shall eat the fruit. You shall be rewarded. Your labor shall be rewarded. Your work shall be rewarded. Your business shall be rewarded. Your marriage shall be rewarded. Your ministry shall be rewarded. This is my prophecy. This is my prayer for you. Livrado shagada. You shall be rewarded. You shall be rewarded. Your reward has come. The time for God to favor you has come. The time for God to bless you has come. The time for God to reward you has come. The time for God to lift you has come. Lift up your hand and begin to pray. The time for reward. The time of your reward. The time of your favor. The time of your upbringing. The time of your exploit. The time of your blessings. The time is now, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow, not tomorrow. Yesterday has come. Today I'm in need of God's blessing. I speak to you as an oracle of God. I speak to you as you are hearing me over the world. All over the world, wherever you are hearing me from. I speak reward. I speak that you will, re you will be rewarded. Your labor shall be rewarded. From the altar of grace, I speak to you. Your labor shall be rewarded. Your labor shall be rewarded. I see God rewarding you. I see God blessing you. I see God favoring you. I see God making you prosper. That work you have tried for many years, it doesn't heal. I see God bringing something out of nothing. I see you taking over territories. Blessed be the name of our Lord. Thank
thank you, mighty Father, for what you are doing. Thank you for the new thing that you are creating. You are creating new jobs. You are creating new relationships. You are building ministry. You are making one overcome. Thank you, Father. To him be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, I sing the word. Draw story the Christ who died for me. Sing with the saints in glory, gathered by the crystal sea. Let ah. that know my redeemer lives. I know my redeemer lives. All of the creation testify. The world within me cry, and I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. Oh, yes, Lord, I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. They don't know. What you mean to me? Oh, they don't know. That's what you mean to me. You are the reason I leave. You're the one for me. You're the very one for me. Why should I feel when I have you? I'm surrounded by your love. Alabala, your everlasting love. Why should I feel what people say? They don't know what you mean to me. They don't know what you mean to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll keep you in front. In front of my melody, you are all that matter. You are all that matter. Ah. I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus, you are all that matter. You are all that matter. I hallelujah. You are all that matter. You are all that matter. You are all that matter. I'll keep you in front. In front of my melody. You are all that matter. Halalabosha. You are all that matter. I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus. Ah. You are all that matter. Oh, you are all that matter. Ah, hello. You are all that matter. Nothing matters, Lord. Nothing matters. Nothing. All that I see is you. You are all that matter. You are all that matter. All I see is you. All I see is you. 
As I worship and adore you, I heal myself to you. This is what I long to be in your presence, oh Lord. All I see is you. I don't, I refuse to see frustration. As I worship and adore you, I heal myself to you. This is where I want to be in your presence, oh Lord. I lose myself. I surrender like an eagle as you carry me with the wings of your spirit. I lose myself. I surrender like an eagle as you carry me with the wings of the spirit. You're in control. You're in control. God is in control. You're in control. Oh, yes, Lord. You're in control. I lose myself. I surrender like an eagle. As you carry me with the wings of the spirit. I lose myself. I saw an eye like an eagle as you carry me with the wings of the spirit. You're in control. Yes, Lord. You're in control. Lord, you are in control. You are in control. I give it all to you. I give it all to you, Lord. Take control. Take charge, reign in majesty. Glory to your name. Thank you, blessed Father. For in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Shalom International Broadcast Network, where mission is our mission. And remember, our theme for this year is 2020 Clear Vision. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. Mark 8 and 25. Tune in next week and be surprised with what the Shalom International Broadcast Network is coming with. Thank you. Good evening and be blessed. Welcome to the Shalom International Broadcast Radio Network. This broadcast station is the recording mission arm of the World Christian Missions Organization. Our theme is Mission is Our Mission. The host for the Shalom International Broadcast Radio Network is International Vice President Ochechi Joseph, a dedicated man of God who believes if we walk our talk, we can and will transform our society. If you are hearing any background noise, 
please mute your phone by pressing star six so you can be respectful to the speaker and all listeners. This year's theme of the World Christian Missions is 2020 Clear Vision. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Mark 8 and 25. International Vice President Ochechi Joseph, it is in your hands. Welcome to the Shalom International Broadcast Radio Network. This broadcast station is the recording mission arm of the World Christian Missions Organization. Our theme is Mission is Our Mission. The host for the Shalom International Broadcast Radio Network is International Vice President Ochechi Joseph, a dedicated man of God who believes if we walk our talk, we can and will transform our society. If you are hearing any background noise, please mute your phone by pressing star six so you can be respectful to the speaker and all listeners. This year's theme of the World Christian Missions is 2020 Clear Vision. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Mark 8 and 25. International Vice President Ochechi Joseph, it is in your hands. God has spoken and is calling the World Christian Missions to stand in the gap for the nation. The mandate from our Father is that we will be praying for God to send a cure and men to turn back their hearts to God. World Christian Missions must stand in the gap and intercede on behalf of the nations. Throughout the Bible, there have been several people who have stood in the gap. In Genesis 18, Abraham interceded for Sodom. Stephen prayed for those stoning him in Acts 7, 60. Paul prayed for Israel's salvation, Romans 10 and 1. And our Jesus is the master of standing in the gap, praying from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing, Luke 23 and 24. World Christian Missions is the intercessor for the nations, and God has called us into battle. It is time to start praying corporately. This whole entire month of March, World Christian Missions will be praying corporately every Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. to 6.15 a.m. Won't you join us? Let's join and pray and intercede for our nation. For this is a cause for Christ. Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom Radio Network. 
our visionary for this program and worldwide Christian missions is Prophetess Roxanne Russ, a charismatic leader in her own right. As you listen to this program this evening, watch the pearls of wisdom come to life. Coming to you at this time is this awesome woman of God, Prophetess Roxanne Russ. Please come forward. coming to you live from Lagos, Nigeria, and I want you to know that I am the International Western Forum, Women with the Word. Women with the Word is the women arm of the Worldwide Christian Mission, WCM for short, and we are all about the gospel of Christ and the love of God. And you know what, Tommy, that you know the women's month? Yeah, month of March is the women's month. So, the women with the Word, we're going to keep it live and keep it real on all of our broadcasting channels. Pierce of Wisdom, Shalom Radio Broadcast. So I need you to stay tuned. I need you to look out for Worldwide Christian Missions, Spotify, Uncle Aspen, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook Live, okay? Because we are going to be motivating you, inspiring you, and educating you, and, and educating you. So you don't want to miss anything. And your host is Prophetess Roxanne Ross, who also is the international president for the Worldwide Christian Mission. So stay tuned, okay, about what we're talking about topical issues ranging from cultural diversities to health matters, finances, business, career parenting, single parenting, and everything that makes us human and so much more. So you don't want to miss a thing. Stay tuned on all of our broadcast stations. And you'll be glad you did. One more time, I'm Pastor KC from Vegas, Nigeria, saying, we have enjoyed. Bye.